There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Hovard Busnest, and we talk a great deal about uh, why he's uh, located in the middle of Norway. Actually, that's not what we talk about at all. We talk about his new film, Golden Dawn Girls. It's a, uh, a film about the far right. It's a film about politics. It's a film about uh, ideology and how it takes hold of a community, of a, of a culture, of a nation. This is about, uh, for Hovard, this is about stories. This is about narrative. And, uh, and, and in some respects, uh, about the worst forms of, of racism and what in fact is, is kind of happening all over the world. And so, uh, it's for Hovard, it's about evil. It's about violence and worldview and it's about truth. And, and we get into, uh, some of what's happening coming out of Europe and what's been happening for the last, uh, few years. It's about ideas and it's about subverting those ideas. And as in, in Hovart's uh, own words, it's about the, the, the banality of evil. So do stay tuned for a, a fascinating and uh, intriguing documentary called Golden, Golden Dawn Girls coming up at Hot Docs. A lot of D's going on there. Stay tuned. You're going to want to catch the film at Hot Docs, which is coming up in the very near future. And uh, as the website will tell you, Golden Dawn Girls Doc Dot com uh, coming soon uh, to a theater near you. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my uh, speaking and writing and face-to-facelive.ca for more interviews there. You can also support the work that I do through Patreon. Uh, if you're interested, coming right up, Hovard Busnest uh, talking about his new film, Golden Dawn Girls. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest here with us today, all the way from Norway. In fact, I think he's going to actually tell us maybe uh, from all the way from the middle of nowhere. And uh, our, our guest today, Hovard Busnest, is here with us today to talk about his new film, Golden Dawn Girls. Hovard, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, thanks. Calling from Trondheim in the middle of Norway. As you said, middle of nowhere, far, far away. 
And and Hovart, is there a, is there a reason for why you're there? Do you do you live there? Are you shooting? Is this where you go to do some editing? What what what's going on for you today in the middle of nowhere? So I, I here is my home. I, I live here with my family in this small city in Norway. It's a city with around two hundred people. It's wow. a great place to to live for for being a filmmaker. Wow, that's really interesting. A city of two hundred people. That's that's, uh, the... No, no, no. Sorry, no, no. It's not that small. Two hundred thousand. Oh, two hundred thousand. Okay, okay. Very good. Because I... okay, that's a little bigger. Yeah, because I I live in about the same size. I live in a town about the same size, and it's interesting that you yeah. say it's a good place for a filmmaker. And I'd love to yeah. uh, love to hear more about why why that is. But I would imagine it's it cuts down on on, on relational management. I would think. Thanks for joining us today. And for, for, first, I want to say right out of the gate, uh, uh, congratulations on your film. It's, it's, uh, I mean, how do I say that it, it, it was a great film and yet so deeply disturbing at the same time? Yeah, I, I know. It's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a rough film to see, but I think, unfortunately, it's very relevant and an important film. But how, I hope you could see some humor as well. It's not deadly serious all the time. No, for sure, and I think you're right. I mean, it, it's a real. I mean, to say that it's a journey, any any great film is. Any film is a journey, I suppose. And there's several different narratives that you follow throughout, and 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 uh, I'm fascinated to hear more about about how you even gained access, you know, to this group of people, and and how you were able to. Uh, to, to, to have the conversations that you had and, 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 and to reveal some of the things that you did. So can you give us a little bit of an overview? Because Golden Dawn Girl sounds really interesting, uh, uh, you know, as a title. Uh, and if you haven't been to the website to read anything about the film, give us, give us the quick uh, synopsis and logline, and I'll leave it to you to sort of unpack it for, for our listeners. Yeah. So uh, Golden Dawn Girls, it's a documentary from Greece. Uh, my, my first, I started this project in 2013. At that moment, Golden Dawn has just became the third biggest party in Greece. They, Golden Dawn is this, this really fascist party. They, they do this Sieg Heil and have a symbol very close to a Nazi symbol. Uh, and I, I, I learned in 2013 that this party just became like the third biggest in the parliament I think it was around 400,000 people voting for them. And I was really shocked because for me, Greece has been this, uh, this holiday place where I drink also and go to the beach and uh, right. talk to a lot of friendly people. And, and I really wanted to find out how this could happen. So, so we decided to, to go there. And my first idea was to make a film about how they raised their kids. Right. To, to get their, their worldview, uh, this worldview of hate and, and this Nazi, Nazi ideas. Um, so that was my first idea. But, but when we arrived, suddenly all the men, the, the leaders of the, the Golden Dawn, were arrested in, in the beginning of 2000, the end of 2013. And, and suddenly we were in the middle of a political and a personal drama. Right. Uh, so, so all the men were arrested, and then we decided to, to make a film about the women. Uh, the women who took, took the control of the party, who had to run the party after the men were arrested. So, so that's the starting point of, of this, this film. So we decided to follow, and then we got access to the daughter of, uh, of the boss, 
uh, Urania. She is uh, young in her twen- early twenties. She was studying. She was studying psychology, uh, and she had to take charge of this party when her father were arrested. And then we have another woman called Daphne. She is the mother of one parliament member, and uh, Jenny. She's the wife of yes, another parliament yes. member. So, so, so you you you, you yeah. find you find yourself kind of going with this intention of making one film, and I, it's really interesting because you do bring uh, that whole idea of parenting and ch- uh, child rearing in in that you know beautifully disturbing scene near the end of the film, the the, the baptism. I mean, it reminded me a little of The Godfather that that scene of that cross cutting back and forth between. Uh, uh, you know, what is and, and what will be, you know, the way things are and this potential for new life and so on in this new life. And, and it's just, it's so, so deeply disturbing. So you go there to make that film and then you find yourself thrown into this other story. Is that kind of how it played out? Exactly, exactly. I first had this idea about this film about how they raised their kids and suddenly I were in the middle of this huge drama because this were like in the focus all over the world there were news reportages in CNN and everywhere about this arrest and we were suddenly in the middle of all this and had this very special access because Golden Dawn is famous to be very very close the party of course they are very skeptical against the journalists and they're also famous to be violent against the right. journalists so so we we were in the middle of all this, and we had to just make this film. Hovart, Hovart was was it a conscious decision to uh, insert yourself into the film? Um, um, I think I, several times, I mean, we hear you asking some questions. I think you opened pretty much right after the establishing shot. Within a minute or so, you, you asked the question, whatever happened to Greece? I'm pretty sure that was you. But we see you holding the, yeah. boom, the boom mic, and, and you're right. There are, some yeah. moments, there are some moments of comedy. There's no doubt. It's, it's, it's dark comedy, to be sure. The, the, the contradictions and the irony, and the, it's just, it, it, it runs so deep. But did, did, was that a conscious choice, or did that just kind of happen as you, uh, you know, fo- started to follow the story? So the decision to include me in the film came very late in the process. I think it was in the last months of editing. So because we saw that it was necessary to include the process because when we first watched the film without me, it was really hard to watch. Hmm. Because uh, and we had some test screenings with some French and some uh, with international audience. And some of the uh, people in this workshop, they couldn't watch the film. They had to walk out of the, the, the room. And that was, especially French and German people had a big problem to watch the film. So it, it's interesting because I think uh, Scandinavian filmmakers and maybe French filmmakers is different traditions. So in Scandinavia, we are, we really trust the audience. And, and I think the audience trusts the filmmaker. So it's easier to make subjective films. Why, um, so, Hovard, Why? Why were people walking out? It was just t- too difficult to watch. They just were, they just stunned by what exactly. they were seeing. Right. Yeah, because it was a film without any. I didn't have that much confrontation. We just watched these women uh, without, because for me it's obvious what they do is wrong. Uh, yes, and for me it wasn't necessary to confront them. But but then we understood that 
people who watch the film, they need to have somebody to hold their hand. <laughs> because it's too hard to watch this, uh, this passage for one and a half hour without right. anybody else. Right, right, right. Um, you know, something something I find really fascinating, and, you know, you make a comment about it. To me, it's obvious that it's wrong. And, I mean, isn't that what the, 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 the maybe the meta-narrative even about this film is really all about? How how do we make these decisions? How do we come to these places where we can cross these these ethical lines that so many of us would say are are, are out there, are, are problematic, are evil, etc. I mean, I love that that older man that you you end up uh, bumping into basically in the street who, who gets quite animated about how he, when he was eight years old and, 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 and having to work, uh, make his way through Nazi Germany and so on. And, and, and the visceral reaction to say, no, no, this is wrong period. There is no discussion. And yet in the film, the golden Dawn girls, I mean, isn't it Jenny who says that people need to see us as normal people? Yeah. And that was their goal, of course. So, so when you make a film about somebody, they have their own, own agenda. That's and right. It became That's obvious right. For me, exactly. And it became obvious for me that after a while, after we have shot for, for a while, for a year maybe, I, I saw that they were controlling the film more than I liked because they can decide what we could film and not film. Right. And, and I, I, I was really afraid to be a, if you can say, a microphone stand for them to help them to promote their right. Interesting. Their politics. Yeah, because so I guess I, I guess you were kind of you were kind of potentially dancing in both worlds, weren't you? Maybe maybe this is going to become a, a film about uh, this movement and, and actually help support it and not and not critique it. Exactly, and that was my worst nightmare. So I I was thinking about stopping this project. I, I was not sure if it was right ethically right for me to continue this project and but then that's that's one of the other reasons why we understood that we had to include me in the film right. uh, because i had of course i had to confront them but it was also important to show how they tried to control the film right and we right. started to look at the raw at the raw material in the editing process and we found a lot of interesting material in between the shots when they were discussing between themselves in Greek, about me and what they should answer. And that's maybe the most interesting part of the film, because it, this is a film about the, how you make up stories, uh, how you, because they want to portray their, the men as the heroes. They're all but right. the heroes. And right. How they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's really interesting, too. I mean, didn't, didn't the men end up spending about 18 months in, in prison? for the, uh, uh, the Was that about the, the yes. length? Yes, oh, and, and more, two years in custody. Two, two, two years in custody, and it's really, it really is fascinating how you, you show us how the women sort of, these three women rise to, to, the, to the task of, of taking over the party and continuing to, uh, you know, to push it forward and move it forward and continue to disseminate, you know, their, their messages while these men are in jail, and then that day that they're let out and how, you know, I think you even narrate it and say how the mood immediately shifted and the women's, you know, sort of, sort of, um, you know, bled, uh, uh, melted, melted in the background or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's true and, and fascinating because in this party, the women should be at home with their kids cooking food and that's, the, the way they look at the world, but uh, right. of course, when the men were arrested, accused of leading a criminal organization, the women had to 
be in charge. And, and it's interesting to see, I think, the party even get bigger because uh, the women, they are more human. So I think right. it's for them interesting. to get, get voters outside their, their normal group of, of fans. So, so would you would you say, Hobart, that, that had the men not gone to prison, the, the party would not have grown to the size that it is? Yeah, maybe it's hard for me to say, but but anyhow, yeah, I think I think maybe you should suggest. Normally, the party should be smaller when the leaders are in jail, but they were able to to keep it that big and even bigger. So it was fascinating and scary, really scary, really scary. So so what did happen to Greece in a sense? To, to you know, have you landed on that? I mean, I mean, obviously we know. Uh, many of us have read have read uh, you know and have followed have read the stories, have read the news, followed it to some degree, but until you live within the country in the context, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to, to really understand, and, and how do you really stand in somebody else's shoes? And I think that's one of the one of the messages about your film. What I love about your film, Hobart, is it, it touches on so many issues. I mean, you really did make a film about parenting, as far as I'm concerned, you know? I mean, this is a film about how we raise our kids and, and the stories we tell and what we pass on to others, and it, it's deeply troubling when when, when, from an ideological perspective, when when you hear, um, and I don't remember who it was, but but I think it was near the the end of the film, where she makes this 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 blanket claim, you know, I don't really care about others, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm and 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 you just wonder <laughs> how does how does a political party like that begin when you know and i think near the beginning uh there's a line too about about the stalinist bitches and i don't care about their opinion and 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 so mm. you you kind of book in this story where they there are they really are they really there for the right reasons do they really truly believe this stuff yeah that that's the main question for me in the film and and to be honest it's very hard to understand because for me, it's a big mystery. How is it possible to to believe in this kind of ideas, this this conspiracy theories about the Jews right. controlling the world? It, for me, it's really crazy because it's the same ideas that we saw during the Second World War, and we today we know so much about what happened that time. So, so for me, it's a mystery. How could, how is it possible to believe in this? And I really hoped until then that this was something they just said. That I hope that they could distance themselves, uh, especially when the men were arrested, because these women, they are intelligent, they have read a lot, they have master degrees, uh, but still, they really believe it, and, and I think it's a lot about fear, they're afraid, right. Right. They, they, feel, they feel like they are in a war, uh, and when you are in a war, you can uh, use violence, so they feel they protect themselves, and yeah. And, and so, so I mean, so clearly, cl clearly the, the nationalism and the socialism and the connections to Nazism come out at the, you know, kind of right out of the mm. gate. And like you say, the logo even for the party. But you really bring that home throughout the film and throughout some of the things they say, they say and so on. But would you say, after spending a significant amount of time with these women, uh, for the most part, I mean, is this so fear for sure? But is it is it just deeply seated, uh, deeply rooted racism? Hovart, is, is this what we're talking oh, about? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's the worst kind of racism. And they talk about the Greek DNA. And That's right, and so yes. They, don't, they, don't they say, Hovart, it's so great. Don't they say that they actually have the DNA of the ancient Greeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, 
I think it's more something mystical about this, especially the uh, because it's crazy. We know everybody knows that the Greek, uh, the Greeks have been mixing with a lot of culture during hundreds of years. So it's, it's you cannot talk about the Greek DNA; it doesn't exist, of course not. And um, yeah, but they they believe in these kind of stories, and it's absolutely racist. Well, I, and I wonder, you know, I couldn't help but smile when they said that. My my background's in philosophy, and I've I've studied the Greeks for for many years, and and became more of an existentialist later in my life. But at one point, I was, you know, I was deeply uh, uh, intrigued and in, in, in into uh, you know the the works of Plato and Aristotle. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, for all their issues, they they would look at this and say, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure this is outside our ethical understanding, right? Our ethical worldview. <laughs> The ancient Greeks mm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, also, they 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 read history in their with their in their way to to fit their worldview. And and yeah, it, it's really crazy and it's really scary. And but still, I think it's, in Greece it's important for all of us because you see this happening in different parts of the world, all over the world, absolutely, all over the world. And and but the thing about Greece is. In Greece, you have the unemployment is higher than most places, and the economic crisis is worse. And then you get this huge Nazi party uh, that are, it's, it is so extreme. And I think we can learn something because about this because it could happen also in Norway. Norway is a it's a rich country today because of the oil. But the day the oil is finished, we will probably have economic problems, and and then we could have the same kind of, of movement growing in Norway as well. Hovart, I, I was really struck by, I, I think it's the, is it the grandmother? Is it is it Uriana's grandmother, possibly? Who, yeah. Who says at one point uh, something something to the effect of, and it's a fascinating, you know, love, she's, she's having a conversation with her granddaughter about love, I believe. And, 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 mm, she, and yeah. she says, you know, uh, what, what's the line? Love is above all and, and something, I mean, almost almost right out of the, 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 the Christian New Testament, for heaven's sakes, you know. Uh, yeah. lo- love, yeah. does, love doesn't let you do bad things. And how, yeah. Yeah. how do we, I mean, I think to some degree, all of us as humans, we live with these deep, deep contradictions of, of, yeah. of, of good and evil and, and love and hate and so on. Did you come yep. to terms with that at all while you were making the film, during the editing process, or even now? I guess as you step into the, you know, hot docs coming up soon and, 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 and Q&As around the world, I mean, these are the questions mm. people are going to be asking, it seems to me. But where did you land on some of that stuff? How did you come to terms with that? So, about love or well, contradiction? Yeah, the contradictions. I mean, how does a woman, yeah. on one hand, talk about about Jewish conspiracy, this deep-seated racist sort of ideological worldview, and yet then say, oh, by the way, love doesn't let you do bad things. Yeah. No, it's, it's very important to understand that in their worldview, it's not evil what they are doing. They right. really believe, in, what we say is, is, uh, is, uh, is, is, is very difficult to understand. For them, this is the world, how it looks like. Conspiracy theories, it's the, for them, the truth. And, and in their worldview, this is the war, and, and they they fight for the kids. So it's about love. And um, so for them, it's easy. 
But 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 Hogarth isn't it's 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 kind of and I think you show this really well in the film. It's about it's about love for a particular group of people, right? It's about love it's about love for them and I guess uh you know at as long as we stay you know closed within our borders, as long as we exclude others and we don't let yeah, yeah. you know those people in kind of that's that's love. Yeah, so yeah. love love for I guess love for our families and the people that are uh, yeah. closest to us is, exactly. is, is that is that what it is? Yeah, that's that's true. That's absolutely true. And and but, but the problem is that's one thing. But it's not only that. It's also the willingness to be violent against other because they are they are into violence. Yes, into violence, and and that makes it even worse. Well, this is the this is the extreme nature of it. I I actually don't know how you were able to get that kind of access and and just and 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 the stuff. Some of the things that come that bubble to the surface and the conversations are just utterly remarkable uh, to me. And 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 you just did did they actually just say that? You know, <laughs> and I think I think at one point in the film too, you 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 have them. There's a very uh, informal conversation. You're having a chit chat, and I guess the camera was rolling clearly. And they say something. I think it's Jenny says something like, "Okay, we're not talking about the past anymore. We're done. We're done yeah, talking." Yeah. You know, it was just kind of funny to me. Because, because, because at that moment, I tried to talk to them about the murder of Pablo Fitas. It's a rap artist killed by a yes. Golden Dawn member. And and that's something they really don't want to talk about. And then they started to talk about everything else and try to distance themselves from this problem. They don't. So, and that's like an example of how they try to control the film. Um, and that's why it was so important to include that because they, they, it's it's the film is more or less like a tug of war between me and them. Right. Who right. Is telling telling the story. They're 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 trying to tell a political story of hope for Greece. And you're trying to tell this yeah. more this global sort of uh, uh, critique of, of of ideological and hatred. It seems to me, yeah. yeah. Um, Hovart, yeah. were there any moments where you felt like in some of these interviews, these you know, what is what does Ariana say? Um, um, she's she studied psychology, right? Yeah, yeah. She said, I, I, "I remember talking about kitties and doggies. I, I love kitties and doggies, but I, but basically, her ultimately, she says, I don't like people, right? I like my, I like my dogs and cats, but I don't like people. Were there cra- yeah. crazy, crazy statements on one hand, and yet not so crazy on another? But were there moments of hope for you at all? Like, did you, did you see, okay, maybe, just maybe, I can, I can win this argument this time, or maybe I'm getting through with some of these questions that I'm asking." You know? uh, yeah, no. To be honest, they are so clever. They are so clever. So it's really hard to to win an argument. They always know what to say. All kind. Of, if I confront them about the violence, because you can find a lot of video clips on the YouTube with a man beating immigrants, or one clip where they are beating another politicians, or beating the mayor of, of Athens, or a small girl. It's a lot of of evidence out there and when I confront them with this it's always a reason somebody else has the responsibility when they, they when they were beating this uh, politician on live TV on this political debate yes yes they explain outrageous it, and they are it's, and then I ask them is it correct to beat a woman and then they say oh she was lesbian so she's not a woman and it's, it's always this kind of stupid arguments but they believe it and and that's 
their worldview. So what do you, what what do you think will be? Um, um, and you've probably, as you said, you've you've already screened it and so on. But uh, as you come into hot docs in the next couple of weeks here in Toronto and and so on, what what do you think the the, the, the more global reaction will be to your film and to and to this this movement coming out of Greece? I mean, I think there's an understanding that all over the world, the U.S. and parts of Canada and so on, there's this sort of nationalistic rant that's going on, and it seems to be more uh, evil, I, I guess if we can use the word evil, evil in some places than others, but it, it clearly yep. is dangerous. Um, was that yep. was that one of your hopes as you were sitting through, you know, the editing process going, wow, this is, this is not just about Greece. This is not just my story about Greece and about racism and hatred. There, there, there's some there's some lessons to be learned here for, for, for the whole world. Yeah, I, I always make films where I try to learn something about human, the human beings behind. And so it's not mostly about Greece. It's about these people and trying to understand this kind of people. So I, unfortunately, during the process of filming, the subjects were more and more relevant, more and more important. And our distributor said, oh, no, you have to finish the film because it's so it's all over the news and then oh sorry we have to wait one more year and, and then oh, a year later it was even more relevant so so it's of course it's good for the film but bad for the world right right wow interesting that's quite that's quite a soundbite good for the film bad for the world um are you so we talked or i talked briefly uh, about hope. It sounds like you have, you know, as you watch the film, you clearly have a sense of humor and and have deep irony. Um, are you are you in a sense hopeful about this? Is this a? Are we going to look back on this and say this was a bit of a blip in in, in history, a little bit of a, a right wing racist fascist kind of blip, or or are we are we heading in a really uh, um, you know is this is this taking us into a downward spiral glo- spiral globally? That depends on the day. Some days I think <laughs> yeah. it's just the beginning, and other yeah. days I feel so. But but yeah, in one way I'm not that scared of Golden Dawn, for example, because they are so it's so easy to see the Nazi uh, politics and the symbols. But I'm more scared about politicians who who are more clever, who are who are hiding their fascist ideas, and for example in uh, or in uh, Hungary now where this urbanist is elected, people who look like normal politicians are more dangerous, I think. So so the ones who aren't actually coming out and saying, I mean, this this is in your face, Golden Dawn Girls, it's pretty easy for most of us to look at this and say, these these are extremists. Yeah. You're, you're, you're more yeah, concerned yeah. about the subversive stuff going on around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. But still, I think I'm, I'm hopeful because... People are educated. Most people are educated. We, we know history, and, and that's the same in Greece as well. I don't think Golden Dawn could be much bigger than they are now because Greek people are educated. And was it your sense that um, um, people were... I mean, you, you do show some of the reaction against Golden Dawn and, and, and sort of this right-wing extreme uh, political thinking. Is that a significant... Pre- or is that group significantly present, you know, on the streets, actually protesting against, or is it a small group of people, would you say? No, it's, it's a lot of people who fight against 
Golden Dawn in Greece. Most Greeks hate Golden Dawn, and, and that's very important. But, but I think also the problem is that Greeks are getting used to it, and I experienced it myself, because in the beginning, when I started the project, I was really, when I, I entered these meetings of, of Golden Dawn members, I was re- really shocked. I was shocked and sad, and, and, but after a year shooting and being in this this uh, party, I, I I heard myself whistling on their melody in the middle of all these <laughs> people chanting, and and that's so crazy. You get used to the worst kind of uh, yeah of people. You get used to this kind of rhetoric, and that's scary. It it, it is scary. It's pretty interesting. I mean. You know the thing, the things that we all go through, right? The, the the lifestyle advertising, the messages that are communicated. I mean, what what is it actually doing to us in the in the long haul? And this again, another reason why I so love your film because of the questions that it actually raises. You know, how how do we make those distinctions? And this is where it's fascinating too, because it's a deeply philosophical film, and it's really quite marvelous that it's rooted in Greece. So you know, just from that that whole sort of you know, because we that 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 uh, you know. Uh, Plato, Aristotle, I mean, you know, somebody, I think it was Alfred uh, North Whitehead who said all of uh, history are just footnotes to Plato. So, so if, yeah. if that's true, you've, I think you've added a few more footnotes here. And I think that's a remarkable thing. And, 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 and it added to this conversation about racism and hate and, and, and the spread of it. You know, so if we could, we're going to have to wrap it up in a couple minutes here, sadly, Hover, but I wanted to ask you maybe because you kind of end the film with the baptism sequence and, 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 and this big question mark about, about raising children, you didn't get to make the film that you really wanted to make, but in a sense, aren't you still communicating the same message? And, 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 and that's one question. And then the other question would be, how do we avoid doing the same things with our own kids? Yeah. So the last question, I, I, of course, we transfer our worldview to our own kids. We do it all the time. But hopefully we are transferring more good ideas about love and about uh, not about hate, of course. But I'm also curious about our own black spots. What is our black spot? Right. And, and that's a difficult question. It's not so easy to see your own black spot. So... That's uh, the hard question. By, by, and by, by black spot, do you mean just our own, where we cross the line? Or do you mean kind of like that, that expression, blind spot, where we can't actually see? Uh, bl- blind, yeah, yeah, sorry, blind. I, I mean more like, what, what are we doing? Uh, at, I think it's something about the environment. Yes. We do things we, that are really bad, but we don't see it. We, we, we go to bed and sleep and we, we live our lives, but, but there are things that I think people in the future will say that, how could we do this? How is it possible to do this kind of things? And, and we, we transfer this kind of ideas to our kids too, so that's, that's not good. No, it's absolutely not good, and I think, and I think again, the whole idea for me of, of, and if I can just bring it back to the Greeks and, and philosophy, I mean, is, is, isn't it about asking better questions, and and isn't yeah. and isn't that the role of a, of a of a great documentary and a great documentarian to ask those deep questions to keep us honest and to keep us reflecting exactly. on these things that matter? Exactly. And then that's one of the things in this film that is really important to me is to show that this 
fascist these women in this fascist party they they are not they are, they look like us yes and, yes and it's it's not like only skinheads so so it's something about the banality of evil like right. Hannah Arendt has talked about and I think that's important well it's it's absolutely remarkable how at the end of the film you 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 finally kind of can Oriana you finally sort of really in a black and white way confront her and and she's yeah. just just not interested in even having the conversation and it's it's deeply unsettling and 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 uh, disturbing and all, and all of that and i think it's a a reminder to us all that that we need to continue to be open to other people's ideas and 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 uh, and what do we really mean when we say love you know these are big big questions and and uh, yeah yeah, it's over. Uh, it's a it's a fascinating film. I, I I hope everybody gets to see it. It's an important film, and and thank you so much uh, for making it for taking the time. Hey, one last question just before we go, if you don't mind. Yeah. Was yeah. you know yeah, I couldn't I couldn't help but sort of insert myself into the film a little bit, and I love that from your your POV perspective that allowed me to do it as a viewer. Um, were there yeah. times when you were kind of scared for your life at all? I mean, it certainly seems like things were getting a little out of hand from time to time. Yeah. Uh, especially in the beginning, we were really afraid because we were warned that this part is really dangerous against journalists. So, so that, but, but we weren't threatened. We had like a tear gas grenade exploding two meters away from us in one situation, but... Uh, no, I, I think we were pretty safe. What, what we did the first time we entered this Golden Dawn meeting, I, I, I borrowed a black metal T-shirt from the producer to blend in. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, so that's a strategy, and it worked. So, yeah. That's funny. Well, that's that's a that's a nice little clue for for people, I think, because I think that comes up right at the beginning of your film, and uh, we won't yeah. we won't we won't tell our listeners why that's an interesting <laughs> clue, but but nicely done. It's a nice nice way to subvert the room uh, as as the, as the journalist. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, Hovard Busnes today with me on Face to Face. We're talking about Golden Dawn Girls uh, coming up at Hot Docs in the very near future. Uh, Hovard, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate the film, uh, and I so thank appreciate you, your, your your honesty and your your openness to to chat about some of these things in greater detail. Thank you so much, David. It's a pleasure. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.